Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Phil Drysdale Show. Uh, this week, we're doing something a bit different. We're starting a new way um, of a new format for the podcast. We're basically going back to the old format, which was twice a week. Um, as you know, I scaled back around Christmas when I was quite ill and had a lot of health problems um, and decided to do things maybe just once a week instead of twice. Um, starting to feel a bit better, not quite up to uh, doing the insane kind of workload I was doing before Christmas. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to do on Thursdays, you're going to get the usual amazing interviews with experts, with people that are deconstructing, you know, with all sorts of different uh, wonderful and inter- interesting people. Um, and on Mondays, I'm going to be posting um, the audios from my Understanding Deconstruction course. Um, and so uh, I've been doing a series on Instagram TV, on YouTube. It's going on the Deconstruction Network um, of videos about understanding deconstruction. There's so much misunderstanding around the topic of deconstruction. And um, a lot of people aren't going to uh, take the time to get to know uh, people that are deconstructing, hear their stories, you know, um, really get to know them. And, and from that form of an opinion on what deconstruction is, most people are going to go to whatever celebrity pastor is telling you today uh, what deconstruction is, which is almost 100% of the time completely misinformed and ludicrous. Um, we've seen loads of stuff over the last few weeks um, of different uh, pastors, leaders, tweeters, evangelicals trying to redefine what deconstruction is so that they can um, be the gatekeepers of what deconstruction is and what deconstruction isn't and what is a healthy deconstruction and what is an unhealthy deconstruction. And of course, we look at that and we laugh, right? It's absolute horseshit. I mean, it really is a pile of crap. There is no other uh, words for it. it is, it's hilarious. Um, you know, it's about... Um, as effective and as helpful as the KKK defining anti-racism for you. You know, it's it's not going to be a helpful or healthy thing at all. It's going to be loaded with bias. It's going to be loaded with manipulation and control and fear and shame and guilt and all kinds of other uh, emotions. And that's what we're seeing, right? We're seeing evangelicals go out there and say, look, even, look, deconstruction is great as long as you ask the right questions and come to the right answers. Deconstruction is great as long as you only get your answers from the Bible. And when I say from the Bible, I mean, well, you still have to interpret the Bible the same way that I do. So really, it's just basically coming to the same interpretation of the Bible as me. It's not, you have to have a, 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 a way of giving your answer with some Bible verses. No, 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 it has to be a way of giving the same answer as me with some Bible verses. So even if you use the Bible in your deconstruction, it's invalid, right? Because they need you to um, agree with them. You know, you'll see someone deconstruct and they'll um, explore LGBTQ affirmation and they'll use their Bible and they'll read different um, amazing LGBTQ um, theologians and all sorts. Um, and they'll come back and go, yeah, I've read the Bible, I've studied the historical context, and I, I can read the Bible and teach from the Bible that LGBTQ affirmation is okay. That's not okay. So when they say, um, you know, you have to use the Bible to deconstruct, they still kind of have a whole other layer of like, yeah, but don't use the Bible to deconstruct and come to a different conclusion. You have to read the Bible exactly as we read it. And so there's all these kind of weird kind of things flying around and, and all that kind of crap. Um, And so over the last few weeks, I've been putting together video series of um, different topics. And this week, um, I'm going to be, this week will be, what is deconstruction? Uh, It's the first video in this series. Um, It was very short. So you've got a nice short podcast in store. Um, Big change for me. You know, it's not the usual kind of hour and a half, two hours. It's going to be probably, gosh, 20 minutes plus whatever rambling I do at the beginning and the end. Um, 
And so it's not a long podcast. Hopefully um, you enjoy this. Hopefully it's a nice bite-sized um, way to understand what deconstruction is, to kind of have a better framing and understanding of, of what deconstruction is. Maybe it's something you can send to um, you know other people um, so that they know what deconstruction is. You know, a lot of people I talk to have family members and um, and loved ones and pastors critiquing them on deconstruction, saying, well, I heard um, whoever, you know, I don't know, John Piper, John Mark Comer, you know, whoever it is going, uh, this is what deconstruction is and you're clearly doing it wrong and that's not the right way to do it or whatever. Maybe this is a resource you can send them. You know, um, there's other great resources out there, um, but I figured I'd put one out that's basically... Um, focusing on the more technical side of what deconstruction is. We're not going to go into the philosophy of deconstruction, which is um, Jack Derrida's kind of concept of deconstruction. Um, There are overlaps between that and what deconstruction is. But generally speaking, what people are doing when they deconstruct their faith is quite different. Um, And so we may do an upcoming uh, episode when we look at understanding deconstruction. I may do one on the philosophy of deconstruction. It might be very interesting to some people. Um, But for now, it it's probably not important right now. It's probably not what we need to um, focus on. What's important is understanding what is being called deconstruction by this community, this community that is coming out of um, their faith tradition within Christianity um, and, and identifying as deconstructing. What is that? Um, who are these people? Um, and as we go on and look in the series, we've got um, a, a bunch of great video. Uh, well, there'll be audio for you if you're consuming these via podcast. We've got a bunch of great um, episodes coming up. We've got why do people deconstruct and the myths around why people deconstruct. We've got what about reconstruction. And, and I share why I'm very strongly against the concept of reconstruction. Um, not because I'm against people having something to stand on, something to exist, but because I think reconstruction is part of deconstruction. It's an inherent part of it. And um, people that use the term reconstruction generally are manipulating people to try and build something that they think they should be building. Um, We talk about what's happening as people deconstruct. What is going on in a person's psyche as they deconstruct? Is there something happening that causes deconstruction? Um, And we'll see through developmental theories and things like that, that um, people change over time in a very um, uh, mapped out way on the whole, actually. And deconstruction is just a part of that. It's actually um, playing out something that's much bigger. Um, And this is why your deconstruction doesn't just affect your faith. It affects your politics. It affects your relationships. It affects how you see the world. It affects how you um, perceive information and and read information and and all these different things. Um, And so that'll be a fun episode. Um, We talk about how to talk to family members, how to explain to them that you're deconstructing, how to have that conversation as healthily as possible so it doesn't blow up in your face. Um, And a whole bunch of other things that um, are, are still to come. And so I really hope you enjoy this series. Um, I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. These are the questions I get every day in my inbox. And I still want all your questions. um, But I figured, you know, rather than giving people a a couple of messages backwards and forwards over Instagram, I could give them a really solid, um, detailed answer in an audio message or a video that they can go to, have a look at and, and kind of, Um, get a bit more of a clear understanding about these things. This is not um, a series made solely for people that are deconstructing as well. If you're not deconstructing, hopefully this will serve you. Um, Maybe you have a loved one that's deconstructing and you're trying to figure out what is going on. Understanding what is deconstruction, why do people deconstruct, you know, uh, and these kind of things is going to be really helpful for you as well. Um, And so hopefully some of you are are joining us for that as well. It would be wonderful. And and maybe if if you are deconstructing, maybe this is a sort of... um, uh, message that you could share with a family member or something um, because 
a lot of the concepts about what deconstruction is aren't more, are very focused on uh, those who deconstruct and are maybe not so uh, family friendly. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, enough rambling from me. As always, um, the deconstructionnetwork.com. Check it out. Um, I'll, I'll give it another shout out at the end. But if you're deconstructing, and you feel lonely and isolated in your journey. It's a great free resource that helps you connect with other people deconstructing in your local area. Um, and so check that out. And if you want to become a patron and support what we're doing, we've got an amazing online community. We have um, frequent video chats, audio chats, all sorts of different stuff over there. And we chat backwards and forwards in the group um, discussions every day, all day. Um, and so if you want to do that, it's patreon.com slash phildrysdale or phildrysdale.com slash partner. Um, either one is, is a great way to support what I'm doing. Everything I do is for free. And so you help me keep doing that, um, which is an amazing uh, gift. Um, all right. Enough for me, let's dive into the topic, what is deconstruction? Okay, so one of the first things that um, comes up when people talk about deconstruction is, well, what is deconstruction? I hear this question all the time. And so this is actually quite an interesting question. When you ask what is a Christian, what is a Muslim, what is an atheist, generally speaking, what you're asking is, what does that person believe? What, what, what is their belief? Um, what is their system of values and understanding of the world? And how can I identify that person based on their beliefs? Now, that's not exactly how one identifies someone that is deconstructing. Unfortunately, it's a lot more complex than this. I first came into this when um, I started to do my research on deconstructing Christians. And I sat down with a researcher, a friend of mine, and I said, this is what I want to do. And he said, well, who are deconstructing Christians? What is deconstruction? And I sat there and I thought, gosh, I've been working with these people for about eight years and I don't know how to answer that question very well. Um, I kind of rambled for a long while um, to try and answer the question. And, and the reason is deconstructing Christians do not believe one set of things. They, they, they're not like a Christian who could say, I believe in a God who sent his son to die, um, that anyone that believes in him would be live forever in heaven or whatever nuance of Christianity you might have. They're not like an atheist who says, well, I reject the notion of a uh, theistic model, a, a model where there is a God. Um, deconstructed Christians could be both of those people. You could be a deconstructed Christian and you could be an atheist. You could be agnostic. You could be Christian still. You might be a progressive Christian. You might even still be in some levels uh, quite a mainline Christian. Um, and so it's a very hard for us to nail down what is a deconstructing Christian? Because on the whole, someone that is deconstructing is not moving towards a specific belief. Um, as they move, they spat, they fan out into these, this very broad spectrum of beliefs. You know, I, I've, I've worked with thousands and thousands of people that have deconstructed and many of them remain Christian. Many of them become atheists. Many of them are agnostic. Many of them go into Eastern religions like Taoism and Buddhism and find those uh, alluring and interesting. And um, many claim to be spiritual, but not religious and still hold on to some spirituality, some belief in, in the divine, a ground of being, a God, but are not comfortable with the Christian language that they grew up with. There is such a complex, broad um, overview of what a deconstructing Christian is. And, and so it's very hard to define. What we found in doing our research is actually how you define a Christian, uh, sorry, how you define a deconstructing Christian is not where they go or what they believe. It's based on what they 
are moving away from. And so, like I said, these deconstructing Christians, they, they move forward and, and fan out across the spectrum. But what's interesting is they move from a specific origin. And so the three factors we found to fall into place as to what a deconstructing Christian is. Now, before I go into that, I just want to quickly touch on something. One of the things that people will often um, talk about is that deconstruction is like taking apart a house or deconstructing. They'll, they'll use kind of the dictionary definition of deconstruction. And that can be a very helpful analogy for a lot of people. It really is a very, very helpful analogy. But it's not fully fair. Lots of people will take apart their house and, and build an extension and, and mess around with their, their building, but they aren't necessarily deconstructing um, their faith. They aren't necessarily a deconstructing Christian. That's not to say that if someone is doing that and they don't qualify with the, the parameters of what a deconstructing Christian is, they're not welcome in the community. The deconstruction community is a very welcome place with no real uh, parameters on who's welcome or not. Uh, maybe some people are a bit more exclusive. They wouldn't like some uh, conventional and, and fundamental Christians in, in there. But on the whole, it's, it's very broad and open. So even if you don't tick these boxes, you're still very welcome to identify as a deconstructing Christian, to um, find a place in a home home in the community of deconstruction. Um, that is always the case um, for, for you. And so don't be put off if you don't tick these boxes. The other thing I'll say as well is deconstruction is a technical term um, that was coined in the 80s. It's a philosophical term. That, um, the, the philosophical term of deconstruction as coined by Jacques Derrida, is not what we're talking about when we talk about deconstructing Christians. Um, some Christians that deconstruct go into the philosophy of deconstruction and, 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 and will look like that for sure. That, that happens, but actually not many. Um, it, deconstruction is actually when we look at psychological stages, which we'll look at in some other videos. Um, the, the stage of uh, the philosophy of deconstruction is much later than what most people are going through as they deconstruct their faith. So what are the three things, right? Three things. The first thing is that we found that people that are deconstructing their faith, what they are doing is they question one's faith tradition and find it unable to satisfy those questions. And so um, it's not just so questioning, oh, you know, is um, Jesus going to come back and it will be seven years before a rapture or will there be a rapture and then Jesus will come back seven years after that? And, you know, these are kind of more peripheral questions. You know, when you deconstruct, the, the first marker of deconstructing is that you start to question the core components of what your faith tradition believes. It's a real unraveling of questioning real core things. The, the easiest way to notice, right, if you're doing this, is if you told your pastor, your friends, your church community, the questions you were asking, would they be very uncomfortable? And would they potentially go, well, that means you're not a Christian if you come to a different answer? Those are the core values, right? So a lot of people might say, well, I questioned um, this belief. Um, and the pastor will go, yeah, that's fair enough. We've got a few people in the church that have a few different ideas about that. That's probably not a core value or a core belief of your faith tradition. But if you start, you know, maybe you go, oh, I'm, I'm actually not sure that God does miracles today. Maybe he doesn't heal people. And maybe that ended when the Bible came about. You might be uh, un uh, uncomfortable in a charismatic church. You might be an odd person in a charismatic church. But most charismatic churches will go, okay, I guess you can believe that and be here. They're not going to throw you out. But if you went to your pastor and said, uh, I don't believe that Jesus was the son of God. 
or I don't believe Jesus died and rose again, you're going to have a problem in, in the vast majority of, of, of Christian churches, right? Because that's a core belief. And so um, we're talking about really core beliefs that are being questioned in that first stage. So if you tick that box, you go, okay, yeah, I, 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 I tick the first marker of am I a deconstructing Christian? The second one is that there is a subsequent need because the faith tradition failed to satisfy those questions in the first point. The second point is that there is a subsequent need to change some of your core beliefs about spirituality. Now, this could be as drastic as going, well, this whole thing is useless and nonsense and I'm an atheist now. I mean, that's a very extreme kind of change, but it might be um, much more subtle. It might be that you still go, gosh, yeah, I still believe in Jesus and I still believe in God. Um, but I'm not really sure I believe in this model of the atonement. I don't know if I believe that God had to kill Jesus to forgive us. Is that really what happened at the cross? Do I really believe that a loving God has to murder to forgive someone? Um, or, or something like that, right? Or maybe it would be that you go, wow, I'm not really sure I believe in hell anymore in the, the conventional way. I don't think that God would burn people for eternity. Actually, I think maybe people cease to exist if they were terrible people. Or maybe I believe that God will restore everyone and do the healing work to heal them all. Those might be very um, uh, problematic beliefs to have in a conventional church. It might be very core values challenged. Um, but you have changed what you believe. It may make you feel quite uncomfortable in your um, in your conventional setting. Um, but those two components have to be in place. You have to have questioned a core value and, and, and often, more often than not, a lot of core values of your, of your faith tradition. And then you have to go about changing some of those core values. Now, what's interesting is, you know, a lot of people will go into this in other videos, but I just want to touch on it. A lot of people focus on, well, if you deconstruct, you better reconstruct um, there's a, a concept behind what deconstructing Christians are doing that it's a very destructive process. But the truth is when you remove a belief, you replace it with something else. You know, even if I say, I don't believe in God anymore, that's a belief. I now believe that there is no God. And so um, deconstructing is practically an active process of reconstructing. You are, as you deconstruct from one faith tradition, you are building a new um, framework of spirituality and meaning and um, your existential existence and your understanding of what there might be in the world as far as uh, theological or philosophical uh, um, outworkings. And so just bear that in mind that these two components go hand in hand. As you remove beliefs, you, you naturally are replacing them with another belief. Even if that belief seems very negative to a conventional Christian, they might not like what you've done. And that really is what's going on when most people talk about reconstruction. It's much more of a manipulative, I want you to come back to what I think is right, or I want you to uh, arrive at the right answers as you deconstruct. Um, so yeah, so those are two main points. We, we, question our core values um, of the faith tradition, and then we change the core values of that faith tradition. Um, or, well, not of the faith tradition, but our core values get changed from what the faith tradition had. The third part is interesting, okay? And so what we found is that generally speaking, uh, deconstructing Christians um, will, from that point on, have a reduced certainty or fundamental position in their areas of faith and spirituality. Now, there's a big asterisk on this point okay so for deconstruct for people to qualify um on a more technical level as to what a deconstructing christian is they need to tick those three boxes they need to question their core values of their faith tradition they need to change the core values because the faith tradition couldn't answer it satisfying satisfactorily and they then 
long-term moving forwards have less certainty, absolutism, black and white fundamentalism about spirituality and about their uh, concept of faith and spirituality. That comes with a big asterisk because that is more often than not developed over quite a period of time. People that are beginning their deconstruction process may be very absolute and fundamental still. You'll see this a lot as people de start to deconstruct that they actually become almost evangelists for deconstruction, right? They almost try and save their family from their fundamental beliefs um, into a new fundamental ideology. You see this in um, some forms of atheism. Atheists seem um, they need to save Christians from their delusion or, or, or something like that. A lot of atheists are nothing like that at all. Um, but again, these, these earlier stages of deconstruction, a lot of people hold um, very fundamental and certain positions on their spirituality and faith. Um, that's not to say that people have no certainty, no, no uh, black and whites, no uh, duality in their life as they deconstruct and move forward. But it's as they mature in their deconstruction, you will find, generally speaking, a reduced certainty and a reduced fundamental position. And so those three things are generally the markers of deconstruction. If you, if you hear those three things and go, yes, 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 you are almost certainly a deconstructing Christian. It's certainly as far as a technical academic um, definition goes. Now, like I said, there are problems with definitions. Some people might not tick that third box. They might tick the first two and then go, well, I'm still very certain and absolute and I'm quite fundamental. And I think that's a good thing. And, and that's okay. That's great. It may be that you're very early in this process and in time you may become less certain. That's possible. It may be that you stay quite certain um, and you might not tick the box as a uh, on an academic uh, waiting on are you a deconstructing Christian. That's not important. It's so not important. It's important to me and my research maybe, um, but it's not important. What's important is that you find a community that understands what you're going through. And I tell you what, going through just those first two parts is a very hard process and many people that tick all three parts or other people that only tick those first two parts will understand what you're going through and will support you and come alongside you. And so that's a great thing. So don't feel that you're not part of this community. Don't feel that this um, alienates you and dis it disqualifies you from being a deconstructing Christian. Only you have the right to call yourself a deconstructing Christian. If you want to be labeled that, if you want to fall into that bracket, go for it. That's, that's great. Um, all I'm trying to do is give um, a bit more of a hard um, data-driven um, definition of what we are seeing as we study hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that fall into this category. We look at who they are, what they uh, what they believe, what their actions are, what their direction is in their in their movement of their um, understanding of spirituality and, and and psychological growth. These are the markers that we're seeing that people fall into again and again and again. Um, and so, it's really helpful to know this. It also might be really helpful if you are quite certain still to go, hmm, maybe in my future there might be a little less certainty. I, I've been fighting that, but maybe that's okay. And, and that can be a really helpful thing to hold on to things a little less tightly and, and, and not worry so much about having all the answers. Because let's be honest, having all the answers is very rarely um, something. I've not met anyone that's, that's got all the answers yet. I, I, do, I certainly don't. And I've, I've talked to many, many uh, people and none of them have all the answers. I've talked to a lot of people that think they have all the answers, um, but we're all on a journey and we're all figuring it out. And we probably, if we were going to be a bit more honest, um, we all would be a little less certain on what we believe. 
Um, and so that's it for now. I'm not going to belabor the point, but I just wanted to give you a rough overview of what is a deconstructing Christian, because it's a huge question that lots of people ask. There's, of course, lots of problematic components with this. People do not like to feel labeled. People do not like to be boxed in. Hopefully, you can see that this is much less of a boxing in. It's it's defining where you've come from than where you're going. And I think it's really, really important as we define deconstruction that we do not define where people go, what their journey has to look like. That's really important. As much as possible, we need to let go of that. Um, because deconstruction does not end in a certain way. You'll hear this a lot when people, uh, when someone famous uh, deconstructs, maybe a John Steingart or a Joshua Harris or something, everyone suddenly wants to write a little newspaper article or, you know, an op-ed piece or people want to tweet about it. And everyone and their mom has a, a position on it, right? Well, very rarely moms because women don't have a voice, right? <laughs> um, but all these you know, celebrity pastors and, you know, the Gospel Coalition and John Piper and Bill Johnson or whoever are going to say their piece about, well, deconstruction is X, Y, or Z. And what's fascinating is, generally speaking, they have no idea what they're talking about. They don't know what a deconstructing Christian is. They don't know the definitions. They don't know the research that's been done. They don't know what the average deconstructing Christian looks like. They make sweeping statements. They'll say things like, well, everyone has doubts and they question things, but they always come back eventually. That's not true. Some people deconstruct and go back into some form of Christianity. Very rarely a very conventional and fundamental Christianity. Very rarely. Most deconstruct and go into maybe a progressive Christianity, those that, that stay in Christianity. But that's not the majority by any means. It's, it's, it's just a few people in the grand scope, scope of things. It's certainly less than half the people stay within Christianity. Um, or at least decide to label themselves Christian moving forward. Many people go into a spiritual but not religious position. Many go into um, some Eastern uh, faiths. Many hold no faith at all and, and claim to be atheists. And many hold an agnostic position where they are maybe interested in some spirituality sometimes, or maybe they lose interest and go, I'm just not that interested right now. There's probably something, but I'm not sure what. There's so many positions, and that is just scraping uh, you know, the top of the barrel. It's just, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Those different positions. There are a myriad of thousands and thousands of various different positions of spirituality. And I'd include atheism as spirituality because I, I just mean, when I say spirituality, I just mean the way we frame meaning in existence. Okay. So, um, you can frame meaning in existence as being, we're just some material that gains consciousness and are trying to make some meaning in existence. Uh, and so, you know, don't get put off by that word of spirituality if I use it. Um, all right, that's enough for me on this topic, but we're going to be doing a series of videos on this and we're going to be looking at a whole host of different things. We're going to be looking at some of the problems of deconstruction. We're going to look at um, why people deconstruct. We're going to look at um, a lot, yeah, a lot of the problems that we face. Things like how do I talk to family members? How do I um, know whether I should leave church or not? Um, you know, what resources are out there to help me? What about uh, reconstruction and things like that? Like we'll look at all these kind of different topics because um, they're so important, really, really important. And, and, and I want my, as best as I can, I want to help you on your journey. I do not want to uh, define what your journey looks like. I do not want to tell you where you need to go. I do not have any dog in this fight. I don't care where you end up. I really don't. I just want you to be happy and healthy, right? And so if that is as an atheist, if that is as a progressive Christian, if that is going back into fundamental conventional Christianity, wouldn't be my journey. You know, none of those tick my box, but 
I want them to be, I want whatever ticks your box to be your, your path. And so in these videos, I'm going to do my very best to not really talk about my journey and my path. That's not relevant at all. Um, and I think a lot of people as they deconstruct um, are looking for certainty early on and that can be really manipulated. And so we'll look at that in a future video when we talk about reconstruction, but be wary as you deconstruct of people that will give you black and white answers, of people that will say, this is how it's gonna go for you. People that say, this is where you'll end up. People that say, this is the answer. It may be the answer that they have arrived at, but first of all, we're all still pulses beating alive. We change our minds all the time. So anyone that gives you an absolute position, well, I'm sure they had an absolute position of something else in the past as well, and that changed. And so we all might change our minds. That's the first of all thing. Anytime we give an absolute, this is the way it is, we we uh, just are blind to a, a reality that we constantly are changing and, and growing and evolving. And so be very wary of that. Um, we, we shouldn't be on the lookout for people that are giving us absolute answers. We should be hopefully... Um, allowing people to guide us as we seek out our own answers. Follow your curiosity. Follow what interests you. Um, you know, ask the questions you've got. This is the, this is the process. You ask questions of the faith tradition. You try and answer them. You fail to answer them. You change what you uh, believe. If, if they fail to answer it, you change what you believe. You move forward and you become less radical about that's the answer or this is the answer. You, you, you let go of that need as you seek your answers. That's a model um, that gives you a lot of freedom, a lot of openness. You don't have to be boxed in by anyone's uh, reconstructive journey or deconstructive journey. Some people are very um, fundamental about how you deconstruct or what questions you can ask. There is no limit to the questions you ask. There are no limit to where you seek those answers from. Um, I, I really believe that and I hope that you find that in your journey. I, I really hope that you do not allow others to box you in on this journey as you go. All right, that's enough for me. I could ramble about this forever, but we'll, we'll leave it to other videos. I hope you're doing well. I'm always here to help. Reach out anytime you want. I'm on Instagram. It's Phil Drysdale. Um, I'm really happy to help in any way I can. Okay, so that was What is Deconstruction? I hope you found that helpful. Um, as I said at the end there, if you want to talk with me, please connect with me on Instagram. It's at Phil Drysdale. If you want to join a, a more intimate community online um, that is a really safe space to explore your deconstruction and talk about all kinds of things. We talk about everything and anything, all kinds of spiritual practices, atheism, agnosticism. We talk about how to talk with friends and family, how to navigate relationships that maybe are a bit imbalanced in deconstruction. We talk about our pets. We talk about um, food and, and, and daily life and all sorts of other things in the middle. And so it's a really fun space. It's a really interesting space and it's a really safe space to explore your deconstruction. You can do that by becoming a Patreon. Um, you can do that over at patreon.com slash phildrysdale or phildrysdale.com slash partner. We also have like regular Zooms and audio mess uh, audio um, chats and stuff like that over on Discord. And so I would love to see you in there. There's never any need to give. Everything I do is for free. And so it's just there for those that want to support what I'm doing and help what I'm doing um, be free. Uh, the deconstructionnetwork.com is a great free resource as well for you to connect with other people that are deconstructing locally. There's about 3,000 people on there right now. We're still growing every day. Um, and so it's a wonderful opportunity for you to maybe meet some people locally 
um, feel a little less alone. This can be such a lonely and isolating journey. Um, but for many people, they don't need to do this alone. There's just people around them. There are people um, everywhere really going through this process. And so it's just a matter of finding them. And that's a great free resource and a helpful way to find people um, as you deconstruct. And so check it out at deconstructionnetwork.com. All right, enough from me. I'll see you on Thursday for our next podcast. And um, I'll see you next Monday for our next episode on understanding deconstruction, which is going to be why do people deconstruct? And we're going to look at some of the myths surrounding deconstruction. I love every one of you and I'll catch you later. Peace.